Good morning, Bodhisattvas. This is March 26th, 2020, and my maiden podcast. Um, I've, other than Teshos, I guess my Teshos become podcasts, and I've done uh, just a few uh, radio interviews over the years that I maybe became podcasts, but this is the first time I'm just sort of winging it um, on my own, uh, sitting here at my dining room table, uh, self-isolating and, um, learning something about myself that, uh, it's been a somewhat difficult transition, uh, adjustment, uh, now uh, without being at the Zen center every day, um, you know, after spending my whole adult life, I guess that's about 49 years now, embedded in the Zen Center schedule, uh, it's uh, quite revealing uh, to discover that I have to find a new rhythm here uh, that I'm just maybe starting to acquire. Um, I've felt kind of discombobulated um, and uh, because it's it's not just the lack of a schedule uh, from the outside that we have at the Zen Center uh, but also um, different priorities of, of feeling I need to spend a lot more time uh, doing email responding to my students some of you uh, and also more time on the phone. I'm, I'm spending more time answering emails uh, and um, more time on the phone than I ever do, ever did at the center. It's a, somewhat surprising to me. And uh, finding that uh, time is creeping by and uh, feeling just a little bit unmoored. Uh, which is all grist for the mill. It's interesting to reflect on that, what's what's happening. Um, uh, the other morning I woke up and uh, realized that there's nothing, no event to look ahead to. Uh, well, all right, uh, I'm scheduled to do a Tay show on Sunday, but other than that, uh, I realized that normally uh, when I wake up or sometime maybe in the morning, I have kind of on the edge of my mind uh, in sort of a semi-conscious state, uh, a sense of what's what's coming up in my schedule, uh, a workshop, sashin, um, meetings in my quarters, um, or social events. Um, for the weekend, uh, considering going to a movie of one kind or another or uh, dinner out with my wife or just uh, more more mundane things like a dentist appointment that's coming up, a doctor's appointment, other medical appointments. Uh, but But now I realize... Nothing is coming up. Nothing is coming up. 
were who I heard somewhere someone say it's like this state we're in now with the pandemic it's like driving through the fog we can't see anything in front of us it made me think of uh of a, a some zen saying uh proceeding toward the obscure and unknown through the still obscure and unknown. I can't remember who said that, probably someone hundreds of years ago. I don't have access to, I still haven't managed to get my uh, papers, all my papers from my office home. Uh, and so, uh, please forgive me if this is a somewhat random and disorganized uh, little address um, just maybe I'll get better at it as uh, the weeks and months of the pandemic uh, pass so we're in a kind of a uh, also occurred to me a state of suspension I realized uh, uh, this week that my hair was getting awfully long well, <laughs> not long by ordinary standards, but uh, longer than it usually does. And that since I'm not seeing anyone other than my wife, uh, it really doesn't matter. But uh, I pulled myself together yesterday and shaved it and uh feels good again. Um, my wife and I have been talking. Um, she's a clinical psychologist and... She's uh, continued to work with uh, her patients who are, of course, reporting a lot of anxiety and fear uh, about all of this. Um, and uh, she, she put it well, I think. She said that our customary pressure valves, uh, our escape valves, uh, aren't really available to us. That is, other than... Uh, video entertainment, yes, that, home video entertainment. But otherwise, uh, we don't have a lot to soothe ourselves with. We don't have one another. This is the most challenging thing, that that uh, normally when we're under a lot of stress or like a, a some, there's some civic event, some disaster or semi like like uh, 9-11 people gathered they gathered in wherever parks or bars or restaurants or uh, other places schools we we gathered and talked it through it was a way of processing what we were all going through our anxieties and fears but we don't have that now do we Yes, we we do have the technology to connect in that way, such as it is. It's better than nothing, but it's not the same as actually being able to to get close to people and hug one another. It's not the same. It'll have to do. And then we uh, we have this challenge of staying informed 
but how, whatever that means for any of us through the radio, NPR, good old NPR, or TV, or other sources, uh, staying informed without overdoing it. And I've heard experts uh, say that uh, if you watch too much news and hear too much about all this, uh, that you're inviting trouble. Um, and yet we, we have to be informed enough. It's helpful to, it's helpful in taking the kind of precautions that we, we need to, uh, to be reminded because there's, unlike th the kind of threats that we're used to, uh, well, like at 9-11, the idea of, uh, terrorist attacks, um, unlike those things, um, we're, we're facing a, a a a very real threat, a grave threat that we can't see, or feel, or hear, or taste, or smell. It's all secondhand. It's what we hear about from the media. Um, we. Yes, we see those things, we hear those things, but we, we're not we're not directly seeing or feeling or hearing or smelling the threat itself. Um, but yes, we can think about it, and that cuts both ways. Uh, we need to bring it up um, in many situations. Um, that is to remember to do the usual things, washing our hands, coughing in our elbows, and so forth, uh, keeping uh, distance from others. Uh, and that way, we need to hold it in the mind uh, when we need to. But, uh, but there too, we don't have to be, we don't always have to be thinking about it, for sure. That's just... Um, leaves us more troubled. Uh, I've discovered that when when we're really absorbed in something, and that can be a movie or uh, whatever other thing we're involved in, a book, uh, magazine, if we're really absorbed, then this menace called the coronavirus doesn't exist. It's where is it when we're absorbed in something else, when we're absorbed beyond thought? And of course, while we're sitting, if we're sitting beyond thought, where is the menace? Well, it's still here. It is and it isn't. It's quite fascinating. I've never, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. Well, I guess none of us has, but I'm older, I think, than than most people who are listening to this, probably, I guess. Uh, so I have a longer life in which to look back and still say, I've never experienced anything like this. These past couple weeks, I've thought more about my grandmother, who I never knew, than ever before. 
I don't mean dwelling on thoughts of her, just having her go through my mind. She died in the so-called Spanish flu of 1918. Uh, she was only 24, so I, I of course, never knew her. Uh, I'm told she was one of the last to die in that epidemic, that pandemic. Um, we can only hope that uh, this one will not be of the scale of that one, but who knows? Who knows anything? I perked up a couple days ago when uh, I heard that uh, two of my fellows, born in 1948, uh, had tested positive, Prince Charles and Jackson Brown. Prince Charles, Jackson Brown, and Bowden Colheed. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> and then there are the inspirational things. <coughs> uh, the other day someone uh, emailed me a, a video of uh, a scene on a subway. I don't know where the subway was. doesn't matter. And they had... Uh, a few musicians board the subway, and uh, once the subway got rolling, uh, launched into uh, the over the rainbow. Uh, one of the one of the guys was strumming his ukulele. It, I'm not embarrassed to say that it it nearly brought me to tears for a minute. It's so beautiful to see people connecting that way I mean only later did I think wait what are they what are they all jammed together on a subway for that's not maintaining social distancing but still at the moment it was just marvelous it's, this is our our true nature just shining when people get together like this they're always uh, you could see in the video there are always people there who and there, there were people on the uh, subway who were self-conscious or just not in the mood to join in, but they did pass out. The musicians passed out song sheets to help people, and there were enough who were uh, singing along, just beaming, giggling, laughing to to uh, to be together again and to sing something inspirational. Even now, I can... Uh, nearly feel myself uh, choking up. That's a wonderful reminder. And then and then another one was uh, this um, young woman in Washington State, maybe Sierra, Portland maybe, uh, who, uh, who volunteered, along with a lot of other people, she was chosen as a volunteer to test a promising vaccine for the coronavirus. I uh, saw her face on TV, such a pure, um, pure spirit of just wanting to help and not just wanting to help, feeling grateful, expressing gratitude that she was chosen and that she could be the guinea pig for this new vaccine. How amazing. Uh just as a little side note, I've noticed also that here at home, we're getting a lot fewer robocalls. Why is that? 
Why is that? All right, doesn't matter. It's nice. Uh, to state the obvious, uh, this is a chance for all of us to uh, do more sitting. Um, I have to confess, I've, I've done actually less sitting each day so far. Um, but uh, I think it's just a matter now of establishing more of a routine here and and uh, getting ahead of some of the new these new things I'm not used to doing. Um, but uh, I've, I've noticed that uh, my, my sleep hasn't been as good, um, and I attribute that to doing less sitting. I mean, I always sit at least half an hour, 45 minutes, but that's less than usual. And uh, I think it is a, it has having an effect on my sleep. Um, Roshi Kaplow, by the way, uh, was, was always struggling with uh, sleep issues. Uh, his insomnia had been especially bad before getting into Zen practice. Uh, it got a lot better, but even as long as I knew him, at least into his 80s, he still had to do things that would uh, help him uh, sleep better at night. And one of the things that he seemed to always do without uh, fail was to sit before going to bed. Maybe not the longest time, but uh, when when I was living at the Zen Center and with him there, he would, uh, he would always sit before going to bed. And uh, I never really asked him, but I assumed that that was a way he had found of having his mind settled, even more settled than it usually was, uh, to sleep better through the, through the night. Uh, night sitting is not easy for me. I'm very much a morning person. I love to sit first thing in the morning. But uh, now I have to, without the sittings at the Zen Center, I have to find a way to get myself to the mat uh, before going to bed. Some new, new paths now we have to find our way down. New challenges. It's exciting. It's an exciting time. Um, and I know that that uh, a lot of you who are listening to this uh, are experiencing the same thing. Well, um, before I take any more of your time, I think I'm just going to wrap things up. And um, maybe you'll hear me this Sunday uh, giving Taisho from my dining room table. Um, but... Uh, I'm not gonna, don't, don't expect me to say we'll all get through this together. I don't have to say it. You know it. All right. Signing off. Take care.